Yes, sir. We are back, back, back like we never left. Welcome to another episode of High Vibrations Only, the place where we're all about inspiration, motivation, and elevation. We want to make you feel good, make you feel like you could take on the world because guess what, baby? You could take on the world. I am so excited because today's guest, it, she is poised to leave an indelible mark in the sands of time. She is changing the game. She is charting a new course in the world of entertainment as the founder and the CEO of Unscripted TV, a place where you can shop black TV. I am so excited to welcome to the show fella HU alum, fella Nigerian, Falasha Ogumako. Welcome to the show. Hey. <laughs> Come on, those words. I was like, oh, yes. I need you I every time. I Introduce try. me all the time. I try. <laughs> How you been? Man, good. Yeah? Yeah. Listen, I had to I had to get you on the show because we met back in 20 when I was doing my first short film, mm-hmm. which was uh, we were adapting one of the poems from my first collection, Love Notes, a reflection on love and life. Available now, everywhere books are sold. Um, but when we were doing, we were adapting one of the poems into a movie, into a short film for the Howard woman, you being a bison woman yourself. Um, and I think we put out a, a casting call or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you had reached out about the project and everything like that. And you like, there were some things you were trying to start at the time. This was before Unscripted, you know, became what it is now. And and you came and you wanted to, ca- uh, you were wanted the, yeah, you know, you part of the cast for the project. And ever since then, you know, and then when we were doing season two of Love, Lessons, and Lessons, mm-hmm. that right around that time, a script that was actually um, getting off the ground, and you, you, you guys hosted us for season two, which is actually still airing on the platform right now, I think. <laughs> I saw that the other day. Um, but, you know, I was like, I had to have you on the show because I think as such, I believe so much in, you know, the days, not despising the days of a little beginning, you know, mm-hmm. it's something about watching people build something from the ground up. I love those types of stories. And whenever I have an opportunity to promote, um, to shine a spotlight on people like yourself who is doing that, it's always something that, you know, I'm passionate about. So I wanted you to come on the show um, and just to talk, you know, about what your journey has been thus far, mm-hmm. you know, all the amazing stuff that's happened. Um, so, yeah, man. So, talk to us about because I was saying to myself, "Did you how how did how did the whole journey of unscripted come up? How did it, how did that happen?" Yeah. Okay. You know, it goes all the way back to 2012. Yeah. So I was working in news, and a lot was happening with Trayvon Martin. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that something clicked in me that was just like, you know what? I don't want to be on somebody else's network mm. talking about something that might not resonate with me the way I wanted to. Okay. I'm going to step out and do something completely different. And right. that started the life really lifelong journey of what unscripted has become. Yeah. Because I started working with businesses, doing their videos, their commercials. Then I started working with creators mm. and I found this missing piece between both of them where creators are looking for like brands that they can use and stuff mm. so that they don't have to take off the the wrappings on water bottles and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. then, um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> you see that? And then, and then, but it's real. Right. And then 
businesses are looking for ways to be in front of audiences. Right. So, like, why not put those two things together? So the more I started working with both, the more I started figuring out, like, how it could work. And that's really how this whole shoppable streaming yeah. network yeah. came to be. And yeah. now, now we are really, like taking those big steps. And yeah. it, it is like like a like a child. Like you're starting to be like, oh, adolescence and this and that. But now it's like, you know what? Let's learn how to drive. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, like yeah. let's do that. So that's, yeah. that's how it started. It's interesting because one of the things that stood out for me is a place where you can shop black TV. How, why did you say that? Why did you guys go with that um, description for, for the platform? Because, okay, so you see how you have on this shirt, right? Yeah. A lot of times we are so flashy, so fly, so mm. vibrant. Yeah. And when we see each other, you might want that. Yeah. I've seen TV all the time where I'm like, oh, my gosh, now I have to go to the Instagram account to do all of this digging and research yeah. to find something that I should have been able to get right away. Yeah. So because I know that, because I know that we have brands that are looking for that, because I know that there are big big brands that are just copying the smaller brands before that they're able to actually do what they need to do. Yeah. I was just like, nah, cutting it out. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's yeah. put it all together. Let's yeah. make that happen. Yeah. So that, that's why. And because I'm a big shopper of black businesses. Okay. Huge. Yeah. Like people come to me and they're like, what do you use for your skin? Yeah. What's this? What's yeah. that? What's this? Yeah. And I'm always shouting out what I use, who it is, all yeah. of this, all of that. So like, why not? take things that are really a part of my life and the people around me's life yeah. and put it into something that can be beneficial for more than just me. Yeah. Was, was this something that you were ever worried about? Because at this time, you know, so many streaming platforms out already. Was, was that a, a concern for you getting started? That wasn't the case then. Okay. When I first started, there were not a lot of yeah. streaming platforms. No, I'm saying like, like, you know, you got the big guys who are already there. Okay. So, was, yeah, so with that concern for you just starting out, like, how am I going to, did you ever think about, A, competition and, you know what I mean, and being as big as these other guys? What were your thought process? Did you ever consider that, you know what I mean, as when you were yeah. getting started? You're forced to. Okay. Um, some of the questions that people ask you, especially if you even think about going the route where you're talking with investors is, yeah. what's your competition look like? Yeah. How are you different? How yeah. is this? And I think that every time that I, and there was an a answer that people used to say, like, there is no competition. Yeah. And, and that's not true. There yeah. is competition. Yeah. But the reality is, similar to like I said about how we wear stuff, how we do stuff, nobody has done it right. Yeah. Nobody has the right sauce on it. Yeah. Um, and they have the money. Mm -hmm. They have the people. They yeah. have the manpower. They have everything that they need to make it successful and still haven't been able to do it. Mm. So to me, that means that they're not my competition. If anything, they're looking at me yeah. to figure out what they need to do. Yeah. And I take that with, I, I, I'm proud about that. And I yeah. think that that is something that I'm able to kind of, I'm glad that I can be malleable. I'm glad yeah. that I can learn with you mm -hmm. and from the other people that I'm working with because that's something that these bigger businesses can't do. They have to go through boards of people to yeah. make a certain yeah. decision yeah. while we can just change something at the drop of a dime and yeah. be able to elevate from that. Yeah. Going viral yeah. can change someone's life. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And we're, we're in that state where we're able to do that. And that's why I don't think of them as like competition. I think mm -hmm. of them as like, Okay, that's cool. Yeah. You, you, you spoke about, you know, they have the big machines and the money and everything, but they still haven't been to do it right. What would you say 
I mean, because we can talk about it now because the script is already out there and it's doing its thing. Mm-hmm. What is something that you would say that you're doing differently that these guys haven't quite tapped into? I'm incorporating the thoughts and the processes of the people that I'm working with. Yeah. So if there are if there is an idea that someone wants to bring to life, yeah. we're able to actually do that. Got it. I think that when we're talking about these big networks, that they they are the ones that wants to kind of own and hone in on mm. everything, yeah. change up what other people are doing. You yeah. hear all the horror stories about people having to change something or anything like that. Yeah. And I think that we're able to bring that creative space for people to come and fill it. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think that is absolutely the difference. And I think that that is the way that we are going to be able to redefine our narrative, which yeah. is exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Cause we got big things coming up. <laughs> I, and love, specifically I love, about I love that. Sade's passion, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but there's something we always do in the show. Um, so get, get a water. Go ahead. What what we about to do? Flip the glass over, pour you a little, little bit. You know what I'm saying? Someone always doing the show. Um, cause you know we don't we don't have any libations today because as you guys know, um, you know I've been sober for I think about four months now. Um, oh, wow. Like yeah, really. I'm not sure how long. I think the plan. If you ask them, the plan is actually to to be sober for um forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To have touch alcohol, but. Um, we do drink down our clothes. That today we just couldn't get it, but we're still gonna do a cheers per our tradition. Wait, it's, we have to pause. I've been sober for three months now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no man. alcohol. Yeah, just a, a natural vibe of you know what? I, I need to. I need to focus on what I need to focus on. Yeah, and I don't. I have such a high energy myself. Yeah, that I don't even need to add nothing to it right now. Hey, you listen, know? <laughs> like, my 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 journey. It was because. <laughs> Uh-oh. I feel like I feel like <laughs> people know people like I've I've told the story so many times. Um and one of the things I always say is that it was best for me because I have extremes. Like I'm either like hella lit or I'm sober. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you know how to say occasional drinking, like, nah, I'm not having one or two glasses. I was like, I will have Three, four, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and I found that it was affecting, I wasn't as productive as, as I'm supposed to be um, because of that. And I was horrible. Like, I was not mixing my drinks. It's like no chases with me. You know what I mean? Hey. Um, but, you know, it was just a decision that I felt was was good for me. Um, and plus, you know, the reality of it is you start to think about, like, what are you really missing out on? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like there's some kind of, nutrients or whatever it is that you would miss out on if you don't if you don't drink alcohol you know what i mean yeah. so but it's been a journey and um yeah about four months now maybe more than that i think it was like in june that we that i started june i think maybe it was sometime around that yeah either um, way but you know but this is a chance we always do this at the start of the show this is cheers to more life more health more wealth amen hey there it is. There it is. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. I'm I'm so curious, right? Mm-hmm. Walk us through right quick trying to get a streaming platform off the ground. Like 
if you can give us like quick steps and how you went about it. So you had this concept. Mm -hmm. What was the first thing you did? Like, you know, the first person you called, that sort of thing. Oh, great question. The first thing that I did, this was like back in 2012, Mm -hmm. was I connected with a like mind and Mm -hmm. her name is Agnes. Yeah. Shout out to Agnes. Yeah. Um, And we sat down and we just drafted out. We we did a brain dump. We brain dumped everything that possibly could come to our mind. Mm -hmm. And that was when we created like this name, like, oh my goodness. And, and that, that was the first thing. Yeah. And then the next thing was figuring out what it was that we actually wanted to do. Yeah. So her focus was like music and my focus was like media and news mm-hmm. and then going into that. From there, um, really finding what aligns with what went with it. So a right. lot of this is definitely drafting. And each, I'm going to say like every three years, I found new people to yeah. kind of re- adapt what I had going on. And mm-hmm. it was always like this deep hashing, throwing stuff away, putting stuff together, all yeah. of that. So yeah. we, we did that a couple of different times where we had to like rediscover who our audience was, like what it should look like, all of that. Um, then it was reaching out to people. So like once I had this idea and once it was drafted out with how I wanted to do, it was reaching out to people and seeing how we could work together mm-hmm. because, um, I don't like to work alone. I like to to figure out things and work with people. And then it was really just getting into it. Like you yeah. got to get your muscles moving. So yeah. Yeah. it's it's setting up the cameras. Yeah. It's it's figuring out what lighting works for you. It's mm-hmm. figuring out who can who can work with you, where you're at cuz you know I moved all over the place. So then it's just like finding the groove of things and then just going from there. I think yeah. And I, I know that I, I made you said make it simple, yeah. but simply that that's really what it was. Just getting that brain dump, figuring out the the name of the brand who we're focusing on, and then moving more into how we're actually going to do the content and figure out how to grow from there. You were saying, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you had mentioned that when you started out, like started out funding, you self funded for 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 a little bit, mm-hmm. like. And, and I, I want you to speak to that because I think a lot of times we let the lack of funding stop us from going after something. You know what I mean? And the reality is sometimes you got to walk along for a little bit before a team comes on board, mm-hmm. you know, um, and speak to that. And because I, I know it was tough for you. Um, and, and just even the story of you coming from working your nine to five at the time, because by the time it launched, you were saying you no longer um, at your nine to five. And mm-hmm. What was that? Did you, was that like a discouraging? Because I I would think if I was getting ready to launch something new like that, that I know would need funding, at least I would have to invest in it myself for a little bit. And now I just Mm -hmm. lost my job or I'm no longer where I used to work at. Like that to me, I think that must have been kind of discouraging. How, How did you navigate that, that period for you? I think everything is a mindset. Yeah. So I was already in therapy. Mm-hmm. I was really comfortable with my life, with the things. I Got was it. grateful and had so much gratitude with where I was at in that moment. Yeah. I had a date on my board for when I was going to quit my job anyway. That's like, crazy. So I had a date on the board for the next year that said, by this time, I want to be financially stable to be able to quit my job and to go full-time and unscripted. Yeah. So when what happened, because y'all know 2020 was the craziest year. Yeah. So when what happened happened, um, I just had to reframe my brain as that was a blessing and Mm. that that was what was supposed to happen. Yeah. And that I made a plan on my own. But, you know, God laughs at your plans. Yeah. So 
So I, I wasn't I wasn't discouraged. I did have moments where it was like, oh, my gosh, what yeah. am I going to do? I yeah. have a whole kid. Yeah. I have this nice place. You know, like all, yeah. all the things started piling up. But but once you, like, re-trigger how you're thinking about it, I think you're able to go into it. And I was really excited about the opportunity of having my time go full-time into Unscripted. Yeah. That... That that's all that I thought about. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so no, it was it was actually a it was a fun you know how excited yeah. I was by that time. <laughs> that was like a month and a half into me being let go. Wow, that's so, crazy. Yeah. So I was yeah. just like, let's go, let's yeah. do it. We about to change the world. And things things happen the way that they happen. Yeah. But I learned and I've grown so Oh much. my God. You're you're better than me, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> I I feel everything deeply. You know what I mean? And when your birthday? Um, four twenty. Oh, so wait, yeah. that's an Aries. I'm an Aries, but I'm also on the cusp. Uh-huh. Aries and Taurus. You know what I mean? Okay. I dip into both. Um, but you know, I feel everything deeply, and it's almost like it's hard sometimes to get myself. I'm better now, but it's like it's hard to get myself out of being depressed about something, you know, whatever the case might be, and. It's just interesting just seeing how you were excited and your passion during that time because it, it, it just made me wonder, like, what is your, when you think about your process of dealing with a hard time? You know, I think everybody's process is different, but something that you found that has worked for you, you know, and, 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 and just like maintaining your peace and your sanity and making sure that you stay centered. What What are those practical, if you will, um, steps that you take? Because you mentioned therapy, yeah. but, you know, what else you do you do? So, great question. And this is one of my things. Um, the very first thing, and I think the most important thing that I do is I practice gratitude. Mm. So, like, earlier, I was literally on the live because I was in standstill traffic on the way here. Yeah. I, was, I was on the live, and I was like, y'all, I was in a car accident today. Yeah. But I had to remind myself, like, Oh, I'm so blessed to have a car to mm. be able to say yeah. that someone hit me. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like I, I have to, I have to like pull it back and be like, dang, this is, ugh. and then be like, <laughs> but I have a car, yeah. you know, because, because a lot of times I think that we really do take things for granted. And when you can pull something back to the, the, the smallest thing, yeah. you can really find something great in it. And, yeah. um, I went through some tough, tough stuff. Like yeah. 2022 was one of those years where it was like, girl, (laughs) you know, but like, um, so within that, the main thing that I had to start doing was practicing that gratitude muscle where I can in any moment be able to say like, no, 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 I have to be grateful for this opportunity. Even if somebody passes, I have to be grateful to even have known them Mm. to be upset. Like, dang, I'm hurt because I love them so dearly, you know, like, like that's not a loss. That is a a lesson Or, or that is, um, something that I just have to navigate through because I had something so great. And now I have to figure out a way to operate without that thing being so physical. So that, that I think that's, that's it. That's my main thing. Yeah. I do other things. Like I try and get back in the gym. The gym is a big thing when I am ready to be whatever. And then being around certain people, but music, like right now I'm playing this song. Who's on your playlist? You you said, who's on your playlist right now? This song by, um, what is it called? Surfaces. Okay. Sunday best. Okay. Feeling good. Okay. All right. All right. That song is like one of the songs that it'll 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 keep playing in my mind so that I can just kind of like yeah. re- reboot my energy. And they're yeah. literally saying like sometimes your day is down, but yeah. like you know you can make it through this. Like yeah. this is nothing. And yeah. I think 
Those types of things really help me. And I have a lot of songs like that that are on my playlist. Who else, who else on your playlist? Why are you doing this? I, no, I'm just give, give, yeah. Um, let me see. Dang. Um, because my playlist is crazy. Like yeah. it's all over the place. Okay. So so like I'm also learning Spanish right now. So okay. I got a whole bunch of like Spanish, Spanish on, songs yeah. on there. But yeah. then crazy things by or crazy things by by Tim's uh-huh. or um <laughs> Uh, soy no celeso <laughs> by bad <laughs> by bad bunny. <laughs> oh no, man! No, my my playlist is definitely all over the place. Right. So that's why Sunday Best Services is like my thing right now. Yeah. But um, you know, there are certain songs filtering through, and I feel bad that they're not all popping in my mind. But give, give me your top three Afrobeats artists. My top, ooh. Maybe top five. Okay. Top five, top five, top mm-hmm. five. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely, in no particular order, because mm-hmm. I can't do that, but yeah. I love um, Berna. Okay. I love Davido okay. or Davido. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i really big on Rima right now. Okay. That's what's up. That's okay. what's up. Yeah. I feel a lot of people leave him out the mix, but he's he's really oh, moving. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. He's and it's not just Calm my... Down. Like, he's got a lot of other songs, y'all. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then... um. Oh, Ade Kunle Gold. Oh, might as well, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah pick I up, love- pick up is my is my favorite song. He had that song. Yeah. That was I, I don't know if that was his breakout song, but that was me discovering him. He had okay. the song called Pick Up, and essentially he was praying to God, like yeah. you know, what I'm saying he was like, I've been going to weddings, like when my boo going to show up. Yeah, <laughs> you know what and I mean. Now he has a beautiful story with yeah. a lovely wife who can also sing her butt off yeah. and a beautiful baby. So yeah. look, God answers prayers. Yeah. Um, but that was four. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like a lot of songs. I like CK. Okay. I like um, who did not? I love Wizkid. Yeah. You know, like I love Tim's. Like it's crazy you said CK man. though. Why? Because I feel this. I was just saying um to um BC like when we talk about Afrobeats, a mm-hmm. lot of people just go to the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, y'all missing out. It's it's a plethora of like I artists, didn't say man. Well, see, no, see, no, see, 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 you're hip to him Alamade, too. Alama Day, yeah. Look, look. No, 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 no. <laughs> you don't get, I mean, and then I'm I'm even, um, <laughs> I'm even listening to Ama Piano. Yeah. And then I know. That's big. It was the Ethiopian um, New Year the other day, and I was, I was, I was trying to learn. Like I'm big on culture. I'm trying to learn everything. I I'm love like, it. Yeah, I love it. Dope, so I'm yeah. no, no, I'm glad that you, you have, you have uh, such an, uh, an expansive, if you will, you know, um, when it comes to Afrobeats, because I was, I be trying to tell them like, yo, it's a, it's a bunch of other people that y'all not hip yeah. to, bro. That's like also really good, you know. Um, but I brought up the whole playlist of because you segue into like songs that you listen yeah. to and different things like that. But talk to us about some of like what you guys have coming up, because I be peeping some stuff. Yeah, I got a lot of new stuff in development. What are some of the shows, you know, mm-hmm. that you guys that you're really excited about for uh, on Scripted TV? Um, well, actually, one of the shows that I am excited about, it, it goes similar with what you're talking about with music. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's happening now is that music videos are back. Yeah. And what are we missing? We're missing the shows that actually show those videos and do Ooh. the countdowns and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So actually, right now, we are bringing that back. And that's we're going to have fun with that. Okay. And we also want to put the DMV music videos on the map because Got I it. know a lot of people making music videos with yeah. that, too. So, yeah. like, that's definitely one of them. 
But the show that I'm so excited about is yeah. called The Bag. Oh, man. And The Bag is essentially like the shopping show of Unscripted. Okay. Um, it's literally like a show where every episode is about a different bag. So mm. that's why we're looking for bag designers. Yeah. So like if you have a book bag, a, a travel bag, like any type of bag that you have, the show will be geared towards a trip mm. or geared towards oh, we have a baby, we're going, like, like a, a diaper bag. You know, yeah. like, the show would be specifically geared towards those bags and us putting all of the dope brands that go with that bags into it. Yeah. And I don't want it to be where it's, like, people selling, like QVC. Because yeah. Yeah. we are going to be selling, and mm. we do want people to actually purchase it. But I want it to be conversational, like mm. this. Yeah. Because... The, the easiest way for me to buy something is through word of mouth. Mm. So if you're able to talk about something that you really love or you really like and you're talking about it to a point where I'm like, that feels that feels like I need that too. Or let me ask questions because this is going to be a live show. Yeah. So you'll be in the chat able to really ask questions and talk with the host and find out more about the things. Like yeah. that is the bag is dope. The host, oh my gosh, yeah. DC, DMV, all y'all, y'all are going to be so excited when okay. this host lineup comes out. Okay. Because, like, this this is essentially people are coming into this show, this okay. idea that was once in my mind, yeah. and they are making it a reality yeah. by bringing their full, whole, dope selves yeah. into this show to make sure that it operates yeah. the way that it's supposed That's to. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. So. You know, it's it's we're, we're right around homecoming season, and you are a fellow bison. Mm-hmm. And um, what what year did you? Um, twenty eleven. Okay, all right. Um, I want you to speak to. Did you did you stay on campus or? I did. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, so that's I, good. I was, wait a minute. That's good. That's good. Because <laughs> because. BC did not stay on campus like uh, me. He did not. So like I, always, I always feel like it's a different experience. It is. So I want you to. T- did you? Okay. F- we always talk about how great our HBCs are. Uh oh. Don't and, have me. And they are great. Uh huh. They are great. They are wonderful. Where are we going? With but that? one of the things I always say is, at the same time, we got to be honest with ourselves to say. We, it's work that needs to be done, right? Mm-hmm. And every time I set up that question, the reason why I do that is not to knock HBCUs. would never do that. But it's to speak to alums, to let them know that the work that needs to be done, we all have to do it together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't talk about HBCUs and what's not happening if you're not doing anything. Right. I'm a firm believer in do the best you can, no matter how little it is, at least you're doing something. OK. So when I speak to people such as yourself who went to HBCU, it's always when you look back on your experience, if you could change something, what would you do differently, whether on your end or when you look at the school that you wish they had done differently? If you were to improve on something, what would that be for you? Hmm. Um. The school. So yeah. not my experience. Your experience. It could be both. You know what I mean? Well, with my experience, I do think that I, I've worked a lot. And mm. I, I never really noticed it. Okay. But I always had a job yeah. when I was in school. So I, ne- I never did spring break. Like, mm. ever. Yeah. I never did spring break. I wish that I had done more immersion. 
I wish that I was able to actually be in the moment of school. Yeah. And then my senior year, I was pregnant. Mm. So, like, there were, like, so I just missed out on a lot of things based off of, like, almost growing up too soon yeah. type of decisions. Yeah. So, so that's on me, and mm. I take that. Mm. But when it comes to the overall school, yeah. it's not something that I would say I would have told Howard to change, but there is some, there is a, a lacking of, uh, a connection that happens while we're in there when it comes to the people who are in in power, I guess. Mm. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't know what that turnover or that connection or that yeah. vibe is supposed to be. But yeah. I, I'm hoping that it's coming along. Yeah. You know, and um, and I agree with you. Like you have to do something in order to see the change that you want yeah. to see. And I do feel like it's something that has to happen from within and from without. Yeah. Like it, it's not just on one side. It's yeah. not just on the alum. It's yeah. also on the invitation. It's also on like the vibe, the growth, the this, the that, all of that. And yeah. and I do think that we need to kind of figure out that thing. Yeah. But yeah. Listen, I, I you know I me. Mean? I don't I don't hold back. They know me. I keep it a buck fifty. Oh man. I'm like, listen. I can speak about it because. My love is never in question. My, my commitment and dedication to Howard is never in question, and they know that. The A building, we got to work on that. I don't know how it, how it is now, but back my A building, I had a bad experience at the A building, but it was almost one of those. <laughs> it was like you, you came in with your paperwork today. Mm-hmm. Let's say I met you. I handed it to you today. Then I come tomorrow just to fo- follow up with you. And they lost it. And this is the crazy part. You didn't deny that you didn't get it. That I didn't give it. You was like, oh, yeah, I remember you. I just don't know where to. <laughs> 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 I said, at least she was honest. <laughs> that was, I don't know. It, it, it was that. And then I found that it wasn't just me. There was so many people. So that was one thing. I, I, I don't know, guys. Howard, what can we do to make that better? You know what I mean? I was just at Howard yesterday, actually. We we did some stuff with Victoria Monet. Shouts out to her on my mama. Yeah, yeah, that was big, you know. Um, but, you know, I'm going to be back because I'm going to be doing homecoming. We're doing some stuff as well. What can we do, guys? Let's talk about it. Let's have, let's have, let's have a family meeting. How can we make the A building and Howard better? You know what I mean? And I'm big on supporting, like, a lot of the Howard groups and donating to them and different things like that. So it's always a joy to give back. So, but I'm really serious about that because one of my fears, and I was saying this in a previous episode, was when we were in school, it was a whole thing with finance and all of that. And they were saying, my professor never, she was like, you don't want a situation where you graduate and you come back and find that your beloved Howard is no longer here. Mm. I'm like, damn. Imagine not being able to come back to homecoming because the school is no longer in existence. But that is the reality of a lot of HBCUs. Mm. So this is something, guys, we got to think about. I'm very passionate about it. So it's not just, yes, it's great. It made us who we are. But, you know, I always believe it's room for improvement. You know what I mean? So, but I wanted to touch on that and and what your um, Howard experience was. It was something you said about being a Howard made you more prouder of your Nigerian roots or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Speak to that. Speak, because I think that is so key. Yeah, so, okay. I mean, growing up, I, I'm Nigerian-American. Yeah. My father's from Nigeria. My mother is from here. Yeah. Your mom's, that's crazy. 
Yeah. Moms, because pops is, is Nigerian. Moms is African American. What it is? Yeah. That's that's interesting. I, I don't think I've ever met a Nigerian like that. I actually have friends yeah. that that have the same exact makeup. Oh, that's crazy. One and one of these friends who also was a part of Unscripted is yeah. named Felicia Day. Uh, and yeah. her mom is American, and her dad is Do Nigerian. Do I know her? Do I know her? You might because she was a part. She was she was doing um, unscripted conversations. You are. Yeah. What's her last name? Pine. Oh, uh, probably not. Oh my goodness. All right. Had me put her whole government <laughs> out here. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but but um, so growing up, yeah. like my dad. My dad did things, but the reality is the woman really does hold the culture in the home. Absolutely. And um, I was like, he would make jollof or mm-hmm. stew, yeah. and I would be like, Ma, I want McDonald's. You know, and we would go get it. Yeah. So growing up, I really have to say that I, I didn't grow up as strongly as I needed to mm. with my with my um, Nigerian roots. Yeah. It wasn't until I went to the illustrious Howard University yeah. and met some of my most Dearest friends, yeah. I'm shouting out Jumi yeah. because when I met Jumi, both of her parents are Nigerian. Yeah. She speaks Yoruba, yeah. you know, like and and the the friends that she has from the DMV is so vibrant when yeah. it comes to that culture yeah. that I was just like hungry. We yeah. went to a party. She invited me to a party. My introduction to Afrobeats. Yeah. And at that party, this man tried to dance with me, y'all. Yeah. And I was like, um, I don't know how to dance. And I, I, I'm, I'm clearly a dancer. I, I was on a dance team at Howard, but I don't know how to dance Afrobeat. So I yeah. felt like I don't know how to dance. And he said, "Oh, you fake!" Like he just started calling me all these names. So I'm at the club. I go outside the club. Wait, wait, wait. He, I call my is dad. He Niger- is he African? He's dude? Nigerian. So I call my dad outside of the club, crying. Dad, this man called me a fake. He told me, he told, he told me I'm an imposter. An imposter. He said you imposter. <laughs> like that's what he said to me. It, wait, wait. How, <laughs> this is at Howard. He said, "What? Well, okay, this was what 2016. This is so after, you grad. This is post graduate. Yeah, oh. but still, but still." It's still, I'm lying. It was like 20, uh, wait, it was like 2014. <laughs> but I still graduated. It doesn't right, matter. Right. I was with Jumi, and I said, I'm going to Nigeria. Oh, like, my I, God. Like, something just flipped. I went to Nigeria that next year. Oh, my God. The people God. that we were at that party with, they were like, oh, we're going next, uh, we're going in December. And I just made it my business to go. Yeah. So, in 2016, I went. I did this like so so my connection with Jumi and just meeting people and seeing them in their element and then having that situation of being called an imposter. Um that that really <laughs> that really that really like that set my that set my whole thing going for me to go to Nigeria and yeah. have the time of my life. Like that trip was so dope. I was so connected. I will be back. I'm learning Yoruba. You know, like, like there's so much. I'm still figuring out how to eat certain foods. And I'm, I don't lie. Like, I don't know nothing. And people know it. But my people love me, okay? So, so we figured this thing out. But, yeah. Oh, my God. That is such a good... Oh, God. I, I've never... I think you're probably the, the first one I met that had that kind of um, makeup. Um, it was interesting um, because I was talking to... Afrobeats artist T-Maney and we were talking about this rift I think it's a ridiculous rift sometimes between Africans and African Americans you know what I mean 
um, where like, you know, one party feels like they're better than the other party and vice versa and different things like that. And, you know, we went a lot in depth into like, you know, the, the root cause of that, where they came from and that sort of thing. Um, you know, when you look back on that, what, what is something that you, you can say to that mm. being that this is actually your makeup? You know what I'm saying? Like when you see that, speak to that in the culture um, and really, you know, just your thoughts on that. Um, I think I think that we're, we're disconnected. Mm. And this whole, like, I'm big on the diaspora. Yeah. You'll hear me talk about it a lot. I work with people that do multiple things around it. But this whole diaspora and the, the way that our brains have been wired to think has put us in silos and made us separate ourselves. Yeah. But the reality is we are way more alike than we're not. Mm. And um, until that we're able to see that, and adopt that on our own, yeah. we'll continue to keep putting ourselves in these different groups yeah. and hurting each other. Yeah. But but that's not something that I'm going to want to do. And right. that's why I was always so big on making these moves and yeah. doing what I'm doing is because I feel like we are, we are only going to be strong if we figure out how to work together. Mm. And the more that we keep separating that, the, the further we're going to get. And yeah. to be honest with you, we're in a horrible, horrible situation right now. Yeah. When we're talking about, like, back in the day, um, the black community was way closer in the the wage gap mm -hmm. than we are now. Like, now mm -hmm. we're so far yeah. behind that it's, like, ridiculous. Yeah. So us being worried about being African or being African-American or not wanting to be called African-American or being a traditional black, whatever. Like, I don't care. <laughs> what traditional the, black. But, like, <laughs> all these, there are so, there's so many like, like um, different terminologies that people are like what they will and what they won't use and yeah. all this stuff. And I'm yeah. just like, look, you look like me. We got, we got yeah. the same chemical makeup yeah. somehow. Yeah. Like I think down the line, you might be from Africa, you know, you know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. so like, Let's figure that out. Like, you know, and, and that's so key, man, because <clears throat> first of all, you know what I mean? I, I just say what I say on the show. Like, they, they know me on the show. I just keep it a buck. <laughs> <laughs> I went to see my mom, and I said, Ma, you know what? We're not looking for recruits in Africa. We're not looking for recruits. Whether or not you want to claim your African ancestry, nobody cares. Mm. That's just my take on it. You know what I mean? It's not like you're doing us a favor, you know, um, if you are going back and connecting with your roots or whatever the case. You're not, you're not doing us a favor at the end of the day. So for me, I've always felt like we're good, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to reconnect as an African-American, that's great. Do that for you. But don't do that like you're doing us a favor. We don't, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're, <laughs> we're there's too many of us in the world. Um, that's number one. I'm just giving a buck 50. That's number one. I'm, I'm just at a place in my life where I'm so, I'm very fierce in like the self-love, like in every aspect of who I am, you know, mm -hmm. digging a lot deeper and just understanding the, the lies that were told and the ways in which, a stereotypic narrative was created and propagated about us as a people. And I am an educated black African man. I understand where that comes from. I move different. I'm going to check you at the door if you come with ignorance. To me, ignorance is not bliss. It's 2023. Mm. Don't come with me to, to me with some sort of ignorance. Like, 
I move with that confidence and pride in who I am to where whether or not you want to claim your African ancestry is not, it don't matter. Cause we know if, if the continent didn't go through what it went through, the, I, I always say this, like there's no other continent in the world that's been attacked from both inside and outside. Mm. Everybody had a piece of the continent. Everybody benefited from the continent, including good old us of a, I mean, this entire capitalist nation was built on the back of free labor, African slaves and their descendants. Everybody stole from the continent. Now, of course, corruption has kept us even further back than we're supposed to be, but we know the origins of that, right? So, because if, if, if the continent was like, you know, any of these other continents out there, like Europe or whatever it is, y'all be so quick to identify with other places and say, you know what I'm saying? Like, people talk about, oh, yeah, I, I went to Paris the other day. I know this, I know that. And it's like, you don't know anyone from those places, but it's something about the fact that you quickly you identify or you want to go over there because of what what narrative narrative is so key. Right. That's so understanding that for me makes me move different to where I, I know where it comes from. So I'm very proud of who I am. So because of that, I'm like young, like Africans right now. It's crazy what's going on with the culture. We're not looking for recruits. So whatever you want, that's number one. Number two, the other thing to keep in mind is. I am not your problem. You know, like your, your black brothers and sisters is not your problem. Whether they're African, African, that's not your problem. What the bigger problem that we're facing or fighting or we should be focusing on is white supremacy. That's what the issue is. You know what I mean? I am not your problem at the end of the day. And that's one thing to keep in mind because the black race, I always say, is the only race of people that were intentionally and strategically conditioned to hate each other. If you think about it, whether it's in the continent or here, here it was the house Negro versus the field Negro dichotomy that existed. In the continent, you had in places like Rwanda, you had the Hutus and the Tutsis, right? If you went now to Nigeria, one of the things they did was in the north, they weren't the colonizers were not as present as they were up north than as they were down south. So if you look at what led to the Civil War, is a lot of that came. This is why historically every Nigerian president has been from the north. You know what I mean? There's something there about what happened and the division that was created. So if you understand these things, you tend to realize, man, it's so much we could do when we come together. Because mm -hmm. you're already dealing with a lot. We're fighting a lot. It doesn't make sense to fight each other. A house divided against itself cannot stand, you know? But that's my spiel on it. I just had to get that off my chest. But um, I agree. we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna segue. I'm... I'm fascinated by how being a mommy um and doing all this stuff i always see you post about your baby you know what i mean talk to me about how motherhood changed you man like you you love it and and, and just it's amazing seeing that you're able to do all of these things and maintain that balance what's that journey been like for you um I, I guess it's it's like life because yeah. because and I tell him he's yeah. eleven so yeah. like we have very real conversations <laughs> and I'm like this is the first time that I'm having an eleven year old you yeah. know like like I'm like so I don't know what comes with this <laughs> I don't know what you about to go through I don't know how I'm gonna respond every single time yeah. but like this is my first time you right. know like take it easy on me yeah. like, like that's that's really that's really how how it goes but like um I don't know I think I think I just I want to make sure that this life that I'm, I have some, some hand in, 
in this world yeah. is going to be well prepared. Yeah. So that that is him seeing me do great things. Yeah. But that is also him understanding his emotions, his feelings and what he wants to do yeah. and knowing that I'm going to support him. Yeah. But I'm going to be like, hold on now. But, yeah. you know, like, but no matter what, I'm going to support him with what his ideas in those realms and whatever that case is. Yeah. So um, motherhood is, it's a, it's a journey. It's a beautiful yeah. journey, yeah. but it's definitely a journey. Like yeah. you, you never stop learning yeah. ever. Yeah. No. Does, does this change? Does that change how you move in terms of like what you're looking for when it comes to love and, and dating and that sort of thing? Or how does that change that dynamic for you? Because it's always an interesting thing. I have a lot of, you know, um, sisters in my life who, you know, are either single moms. And, and it's like, it's always an interesting conversation. Like, it's something about that. Someone was saying that you're not looking for, for, for it's almost like you look, it, it, it changes how you move in terms of dating because now, it's not just you. You also have to think about this child and this person that you have in your life and the compatibility because you can be feeling somebody, yeah. but is the child feeling them and vice versa? Yeah. You know what I mean? How, how has that been for you? Um, honestly, that that is a big a big part of it. Yeah. Um, for a long time, I just didn't date at mm. all because um, I I needed to raise my son and that, yeah. like that that would be doing a whole lot. Like yeah. I was already doing a lot, yeah. but like adding in that whole extra element, that was a lot. Yeah. So now I'm into the whole dating cuz I'm like, all right, look, time's ticking. You want to yeah. make any more? Like, you know like like I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to set up my my, my thing, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> it makes you want to make any more? I like that. Yeah, no, because I mean, he's 11. Yeah. So like I I don't and God will you you make a plan and God will change it or whatever. Yeah. But like I don't want him to get so old and then yeah. to have to start over because I'm yeah. at the age now or he's at the age now where I can be like all right I'm I'm gonna run out here real quick I'll be back yeah. all right Ma I'll see you later love you bye you yeah. know like yeah. you know then I'm gonna have to start over and be like Mwah. oh shoot yeah. you know like I, I don't I don't want to get too far right I got like a good three years <laughs> <laughs> then it's like. I guess I'm one and done, like for real. Right, <laughs> being right, real, right? But it really does change how you how you operate because yeah. you don't want to be with somebody that your son can't look up to, mm. and you absolutely don't want to be with somebody that doesn't add to what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. You know, like 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 your your partner is exactly that a partner when yeah. you're going into business with people like yeah. I really think that that it is a, a business agreement yeah and I, I want to add in that aspect of love but I need for all the other things to work out I need to know that my son is going to be in the best interest as well I yeah. need to know that if they have a child or if they want children that they believe that I'll be able to do the same for yeah. them you know like yeah. like it's chemistry yeah. and the thing that people don't take into thought when it comes to chemistry is that all these things have to come together in order for a reaction to happen. Mm. And I don't want explosions all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Like I yeah. actually want something that will come together and work and that will be that. So mm. it's, it's very intricate. It's delicate mm -hmm. and it's um, important. And also on top of all the other many things that I'm doing, it makes it harder. So I'm looking for, someone said, I'm looking for harmony, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm looking for things that just kind of work and flow and vibe. So yeah, it yeah. makes it hard. Yeah. So speaking of, 
speaking of dating, I told them in the previous episode that because I asked a guy this question, that my next guest, I'm going to ask her this question since she's a woman because mm-hmm. you're dating now. Or, you know, what are some of the things that, um, that you wish that men knew about women? Hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm a firm believer in the fact that if you want to know about women, ask women. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we make the mistake as men of going to men to figure out advice or take advice about a woman. Mm. And women do the same thing, too. And I'm like, no, if, if we could talk to each other more, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get a lot. We'll get past a whole lot of that, that stuff. So what are some of the things that, you know, when it comes to dating relationship, that sort of thing, that you wish that men just understood about women, period? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to know what what your friend said. What the response was? But 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 (laughs) what? No, no, I'm curious. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. I'm curious. But I think the first thing and the thing that would come up to my mind the most is that a woman will show you how she wants to be loved first. Mm. And I I firmly believe that because if I think back in any of my relationships, I'm always doing something that. I would love to have done for me, you mm. know? And I think I think that sometimes men miss that mark and they start taking it as, oh, this girl loves me and this is this is the thing. Yeah. But a lot of times, um, they're 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 telling you what they mm. like based mm. off of how they're able to show you love or whatever that Got is. Got it. So I do think that that is one thing. And I also think that just ask is the thing. Mm. Um a lot of times and I've heard this from guys yeah. where they're like they'll go cheat on their girl and mm-hmm. be with somebody else just because they don't want to bring up something that their girl might run from or be afraid of or mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. But the reality is if you can't have that conversation with your person, then you really don't have a healthy relationship. So why can't you just ask, just be real, just be open, like yeah. figure out what that vibe is. And if you don't feel comfortable, then you have to either find a way to know how you can yeah. like strengthen that muscle yeah. or, do something else yeah. like you know like because everyone ain't for everyone like yeah. chemistry is real yeah um and then the last thing so three things what do you wish guys knew about girls um hmm hmm that we are not that difficult really and, yeah, really wait a minute really but i'm i'm trying wait to find a, a, i'm trying to find a way to like break that down into, because we think y'all y'all multi-layer complicated this is new no, i'm learning today no I'm, I'm i'm trying to find a way to like break it down so that it, it can be like a plus b mm-hmm. c mm-hmm. but like we not that different <laughs> hey let me tell you something <laughs> I, I tell you right now I, i'm sure a lot of the guys will be like what Y'all not that complicated. Wait, what you mean? Because we always think. But so why why what, why do you think we a lot of men feel like women are complicated? Why do you think we we have this perception of you of you guys that we think y'all, y'all, y'all are complicated? I think it's from the first two things that I said that mm-hmm. they don't want to speak directly to them or they don't feel comfortable or safe doing mm-hmm. that, and that they also haven't been able to kind of read what the person is doing for them. Like, okay. like, like, and, and finding out from, from that. Cause 
it's like a job interview. Like when you're when you're with someone and you're seeing what they're doing, you're able to kind of see the reciprocations of what they want and how they want or the love language. That's what people are always talking about, yeah. these love languages. Yeah. So I think that guys probably just and I don't know, I don't want to speak for guys. I actually mm-hmm. like hearing from guys. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there's some disconnect when it comes to that whole communication spiel. And that's yeah. that's really it. Yeah. We think y'all complicated because sometimes simple questions like what y'all want to eat, like that's But I saw somebody <laughs> debunk that code. He was like, he was like, guess where I'm taking you out to eat? And she was like, I don't know, Shake Shack. And he was like, yeah, Shake Shack. <laughs> Shake Shack. That's but, where we going. But wait, but hold See? on. Hold See? on, hold on, though. I will say, I will say to her credit, she at least said something. She said Shake Shack. Because <laughs> the challenge sometimes is, what you want to eat? I, well, I don't know. You want to go to Chick-fil-A? I don't know. I don't know if I like Chick-fil-A. Well, you want to go Popeye's? See, I don't but another thing that you <laughs> could I mean? do is you could be like, you know what? I would love to have some. Uh, pasta like say what you want yeah and then obviously you know that when you order your food that the person is always digging in your stuff <laughs> right. so say what you want yeah. and they had to be like that do sound good you know what let's go get that see that's another answer y'all right. be playing games well what do you <laughs> want well tell me what you want <laughs> nah, well, bro, nah. nah say, hey. say what you want then hey because why i got it let me tell you something it, it don't even it do, oh god listen it's not that simple. I don't feel like it's that simple because if I told you, if I said that I want, this is what I wanted to eat, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times you might say, and this this is usually what happens, and I'd be like, well, I'm getting this, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I don't want that. But what happens if I end up getting that? Now, you, here you are trying to get from my plate. That's one thing we, women do. Another thing y'all do is, how come we order the exact same stuff, but you still got to eat from my, what, what, what is so, that? Wait, so here's what that is. Okay. Cause Help aesthetics, me out. aesthetics are big. Okay. So I like burnt stuff. Okay. Right. So if I notice that we both ordered this salmon dish <laughs> and yours has like little crust around the edges where it's more, where it's more cooked. I might be more prone to yeah. your plate yeah. because why they give me this uncooked one? Yeah. How we don't got the same? Did they put them in at the same time? Like maybe we should just switch plates yeah. and th- start there. We got Wait. the same thing. Let's switch plates. Wait, Brayden, you sound like you wanted to say <laughs> something about what? What was you gonna say? <laughs> so they want they, So for what? What he's saying? What he's saying is that you know because he was off mic. He was saying that his thought on that is that sometimes women don't know what they want to eat or it's not even a question of them not knowing what they want to eat. It is a question of them wanting the man to lead. You know what I mean? Fellas, how y'all feel about that? Is that really the case? You know what I'm saying? Like, because another thing on that, not to play devil's advocate is that sometimes you don't want to run into a a place in a space where it's almost as if you're assuming, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I ain't going to ask you what you want to eat. I'm going to just be like, this is what we doing. Because at the same time, you want to strike a balance because you don't want a situation where she loses her, what's the word, like her, who she is and that sort of thing. Like, oh, you didn't give me an opportunity to, to tell you what you just assumed. Well, because I knew you was going to take forever. How do you know? Then now we have a whole fight. <laughs> I'm just no, saying. To, to his point. I don't have all the answers, guys. Mm-hmm. But 
<laughs> to his point, that is exactly it. I okay. think I think that's it. That okay. women are actually looking for men to lead. The, the, Sometimes people want to let me leave. <laughs> that is not, that's okay. not what I'm looking for. Okay. I'm looking for you to listen and right. then make the proper decision. Okay. So if you hear that, I'm like, I don't know what I want to eat. And then you're like, you know what? I heard about this really dope spot the other day. You yeah. should check it out. Mm. What? Putting on my shoes. <laughs> okay. Let's okay. go. Because a girl, does, a girl does like a man that knows Something like okay. if, if a man is like, I found these five spots that I want to check out and I want to check them all off with you. What? Yeah. Where are we Leslie, going to yeah, first? Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so yeah, that's actually, free game. That is. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think, I think that is it that they actually want to. We want just cracked the code lead. this evening. We did. We just, listen, we just solved the whole, let me say something. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I want to end this on seasons, right? I feel like we, I think it was Eric Bernard who said that, Dr. Eric Bernard, who said that we live life on, he said we live life in stages and we arrive on levels, something like that. Or maybe it's the other way around. But his point being that we're all going through different stages and levels of our lives. And when you think about this season of your life, what is this season for you? What, What are you focused on in this season of your life? Um... In this season of my life, I'm focused on doing. Yeah. Um, I think that there were seasons where I was planting. Yeah. And there were seasons where things were growing and other people were watering me or I was watering other people. But I think in this season, this is like, I guess, harvest season or maybe even beyond harvest because I think things are picked. But now it's like, let's go, like, let's sell, let's do, let's move. So I think that this season is a season of doing because um, I know that I am at an elevation spot yeah. where, where things like I can feel things all around me changing. Yeah. I feel myself changing. Yeah. And I think that this is definitely that season of like the next level, the okay. elevation of me. Yeah. 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 I like this season. I do. Yeah. I want you to close it out. If you were to speak to that young girl out there who's, you know, maybe trying to do what you're doing or whatever it is she's trying to do. What are some words of advice that you can share from your experience thus far, what you've learned and what you've seen, maybe top three things that you would share. It could be also in a way speaking to your younger self. You know? yeah. what, what would you say? Um, one that trust, trust your gut. Mm. Like you do, you do actually know everything that you're supposed to do. You are receiving the, the guidance from around you, from God, from whatever it is that you believe in, you're receiving the guidance to do what you're supposed to. So trust that because um, sometimes when you put it off, you're like, dang, I knew I should have. Yeah, you should have. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You know? Um, so that, that would probably be one of my biggest ones. The other thing is that you, and I say this a lot, and I think now I just kind of own this thing where you can do, you can do anything. You can do anything that you want to do, mm-hmm. but you can't do everything. And you do know other people that can do something that you don't have to, you know? So, like, stop trying to do everything because then you're going to be spread so thin when you could focus on that one thing or that something that can, like, really put you somewhere and then work with the other person that's doing that something really well and y'all can do it together and then just continue that cycle where you're able to do it. Because, I mean... That's literally how they built America. Like yeah. certain people were able to stick together and do their separate things together. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing 
that I would say is um, be grateful. Mm. Um, a lot of times people are, especially in the world of Instagram and social media or yeah. whatever, they're always looking at what somebody else has. Yeah. Or they're always looking for something to happen instantly. Like yeah. they're always looking for something, period. Yeah. And a lot of times, a lot of great things are right in front of our, our eyes. Yeah. And we're not paying attention to it because we're too busy looking at what somebody else got on their plate. Mm. You know? Like, yeah. like, and and I, I think that this whole season for me with my gratitude and with all of the things, because I went through a lot of stuff, but by being grateful, I was able to get more stuff. Mm. And it was like, dang, I didn't yeah. know how I was going to make it out, yeah. but I knew I was going to. Yeah. So I think that being grateful, having gratitude, just being like full and happy and all of that, it's going to get you way further. Yeah. Because when you focus on the opposite, when you focus on the negative, it's going to come to you way harder. Yeah. So. Yeah. Those are my three. Oh, man. Pre Listen, thank you so much for coming in the show. Um, appreciate your time. It's always a good convo with you. Um, we're looking forward to all the things that Inscripted TV is doing and is going to do and has done. So we're excited about the future. Um, and on that note, we want to say thank you once again for tuning in, keeping a tap in here on High Vibrations Only Podcast, where we're all about inspiration, motivation, and elevation. We'll see you next time. Peace out.